Your friends suck. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another installment of your favorite podcast, Your Friends Suck. Uh, it's Alyssa and Marissa. We're here as always. Mm-hmm. You might not always be here every week, but we're here every week. So mm-hmm. As consistently hope- as we yeah. can be. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Marissa? How's How's the month treating you? Oh, amazing. We're actually uh, recording this in the morning, so it's a weird, different dynamic than normal. Um, yeah, weird vibes. Alyssa's probably been up for like 16 hours already. I just <laughs> opened my eyes like maybe an hour ago. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. It's like last time when we filmed in the morning, we were like, wow, this is great. We should do this every day, but it is a little chaotic sometimes to start your day like this. Yeah, definitely. But um, we're going to make the best of it. So... Uh, yeah, no, today our topic is on true crime, you know, why women love it, why it's still like kind of, it's always been a thing, Mm -hmm. uh, different stuff like that. Marissa and I, something I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things that we bonded over was the true crime podcast that we both liked and went and saw in, um, or saw live. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I feel like that we wanted to talk about this today. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think, um, uh, with the internet, especially playing a part in our daily lives, we're seeing more and more people being like, Oh, you, you come home and your girlfriend's just clean, deep cleaning the kitchen. And it's like, and three people were decapitated and blah, 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 like <laughs> the joke of that. Um, we're kind of seeing more and more. And it was, and it's this perception that like, Oh, true crime has become this, big thing in this day and age and more so like I we kind of have talked about it previously is like why specifically that curiosity is there when it's stuff that's so dark um so it's kind of just something that we thought we would chat about today um for you personally when do you think like your first inclination of or I guess your first curiosity of like what true crime is and listening watching consuming that content started Oh, no. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think, because, like, I mean, I did not, a, as a young child, had a bad experience with, like, a scare. It was goosebumps, but I was three years old. Yeah. And, like, that just shaped me, like, originally. That is a core memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the longest, like, I'd be like, oh, I want to watch a scary movie. But, like, I did not. So, like, it really wasn't until kind of end of high school, um, you know, college, where yeah. I um, found, you know, criminal minds, like that kind of stuff, like CSI, like I'd watch it, but it wasn't like I, I went through, especially in college, which I think will be interesting with some of the findings you may have found, but like mm-hmm. come college was when I kind of like really dove in and I was constantly consuming different types of media, um, with that and post-college. But what about yourself? So, I was kind of always interested in specifically like horror movies and stuff like that from a very young age. I don't yeah. know why nothing scared me enough to like deter me from it. Um, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yes, they're coming out with seven Saw movies so I can watch one every day of the week. Um, that kind of like morbid curiosity of that stuff. And I agree mm-hmm. that I don't think I started really listening to listening, consuming any kind of true crime media probably until college. Um but, like, I remember, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, like, based mm. off, loosely based off true events and, like, being curious about that. Um, and so, like, when I was in college and then podcasts kind of started coming up around that time, too. And so I think that's really yeah. when I started deep diving into things that 
I may never be able to unhear <laughs> on this <laughs> Yeah, it's deep in your soul now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I like I remember specifically like the movie When a Stranger Calls. Do you oh, remember that one? Yes. Yeah. I wanted to watch it so bad, but I'm like, I'm gonna watch this and then I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Like I mm-hmm. I used to be like not okay if I was like alone. Like yeah. I automatically thought somebody would just come into the house and kill me. So like I've I've grown since then, but it's mm-hmm. definitely kind of um always been an interest in a like scared way. Yeah. Um so yeah, but I wanted to kick off before I talk about it with just like the history mm-hmm. of um, you know, the this fascination and then, you know, you can get into more Absolutely. women specifically. So I was just curious, like when did this start? Like has it always been a thing? Like have people always been interested in true crime or, you know, of that nature? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I literally, one of the first things I searched, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I found this article that, you know, basically talks about how, you know, people used to pay, like in the 19th century, used to pay to be able to get a ticket to someone's like hangings. Mm-hmm. Like it was always kind of an interest, yeah. um, uh, like a morbid, like you said, morbid curiosity mm-hmm. um, where people have... Um, just not been able to turn away. And I, I think it's like, it's never gone away. Like, I'm sure there's some people who don't have that fascination that are like, wow, everyone's into true crime. Like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? But it, it's it's not necessarily that it hasn't always been around. It's more the medium is changing. Yeah. So it was like before, like way back in the OG, like they had like that true detective. Um, yeah. The OG God. days, you know, yeah. like horse and buggy and shit. And they were like, oh my God, I got some crime, Watson. Uh, literally. Exactly. Yeah. So they had, um, you know, the the books and like um, like the true crime books. And mm-hmm. like you said, even the um, Sherlock kind of stuff. And then yeah. it was like, come fast forward. And then there was like movies. And then come like the 80s, 90s. Like that's when I think when, especially television started to, Mm-hmm. Like, op- like, become more mainstream. Chris Hansen was on the fucking yes. prowl all the time. <laughs> People were watching OJ Simpson travel mm-hmm. down the highway. Um, court TV became a thing. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it just, as it became more accessible, yeah. it became more popular. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, like, I saw something with Netflix. Like, it was talking about how um, even just this past few months, like, or I'm sorry, these past few years, the demand in true crime documentaries mm-hmm. went up from like, I, it says 100. I don't know what that means. 100 people? I don't think so. But it's like from like, nine, like May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from May. Maybe there was two people asking for it. Now there's like four people. So like. Exactly. That's how I'm taking it. I don't know. But math. Um, from May 2019 to April 2020, there was like 100, but then May 2020 to April 21st, or 2021, it was 160. So like mm. of all the different documentaries, um, like it has here listed like science documentaries, like sports documentaries, like true crime, there's a, a, a huge spike. And I think probably the pandemic even, you know, played a part, but something that this article also mentioned was... Um, you know, obviously a lot of people really got into, uh, the, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the name of it? Um, not, oh, making a murder. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that was like one of the first where it was like you could binge it. So people got real obsessed. And that was in 2015, which honestly, if you <gasps> tell me, I know. <laughs> if no, you told me <laughs> no, it wasn't. that oh Making God. a Murder came out in 2020, I would have been like, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, 100%. That feels like it happened then. Mm. Oh my no. God. Yeah. Like, as we always say on this podcast, time is completely irrelevant. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, like, then it became bingeable, and then, like, obviously podcasts. Like, I think the first – I looked up what the first true crime podcast was, which ironically was my um, kind of gateway podcast in general, was Serial, and that came oh, out. Oh, yeah. So, you know, then it just kind of took off. Now you could literally type crime, and there's going to be thousands of podcasts that you're you're going to find. So, like, it's always been around. It's really just the medium, and with us being more in media – um, you know, it just feels more prevalent when it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I think is interesting. It is very interesting. Um, it's, uh, we have now like way too many ways to consume it. Whereas before, like you had to be real public and be like, well, I'm going to go to a public hanging. So <laughs> like you couldn't just be like, well, I'm going to watch this in the privacy of my own room and nobody's going to know any different. Yeah. We do. You don't have to be as public with your shame. So there's, there's like a lot of interesting reason as to why like people in general, I didn't find like, I mean this, you can skew this towards being specifically women, but just like why we're interested in like, I mean, even horror movies in general, um, this kind of like certain things apply to, which is interesting to me because they also, a couple of places also compared it to being interested in sports, which I'll get into. So basically like there was, I now I'm totally blanking on it and I should have written it down like a bad researcher. Basically there was like a uh, murder that had happened where a man was like inviting this woman over and they were going to like run away and go elope and instead he murdered her in a barn and then there was this weird wave of all these people like showing up at the crime scene after it happened and like taking pieces of the wood and then after he was hanged they like cut up the rope and sold it and people like were auctioning it off and stuff like this really weird spike of like this one crime like stirred up a bunch of people to come like out of the woodwork of interest in it and people started studying at that point um which I'm a bad person I didn't write it down or the year or anything like that yes so it was like all of a sudden people were just like morbidly fascinated with this and it was like obviously with newspapers and stuff it was kind of around the time where that like news was starting to travel in a way that wasn't just word of mouth so like there was more people that had access to it just like now there's a couple of different theories as to why people are interested slash anyone can have a combination one of these things all of these things um kind of as their reason but Carl Jung a psychologist he had said that each person has like a shadow self um which is basically like okay here's a question do you Mm -hmm. think people are innately good or innately bad Oh, God. That's another episode, Marissa. I don't even... (laughs) I want to say that people come out pure, but then there's also Mm -hmm. sociopaths and psychopaths. (laughs) Yes. And I think that a lot of the the things that I was hearing about is that we're kind of both, which makes sense, um, that people aren't all innately good and they're not all innately bad, but we're a mixture of both. And sometimes... it's like you just teeter on one side. Once yes, in a while. you just teeter on one side of one way or the other. Um, Some people's teeter totters break; they yes. stay on that side. You know, <laughs> they get hit in the head. They like kill <laughs> bunnies when they're too young. Yeah. Um. So, like, basically, it's the idea that we all have this shadow self, which is basically that we, as animalistic beings, have urges to act out in violence or rage. But by consuming content like this, we kind of like feed that 
Oh, um, so it's almost like our like caveman instincts to yes, wanna... it's like our caveman instincts to want to take a club and hit somebody with it. <laughs> but by reading about somebody hitting somebody with a club, it gets rid of that <laughs> urge. If that makes sense. Um, so that's that kinda... makes me uncomfy. Well, like... it, yeah, and basically he was saying that like we have this shadow self, and by hearing dark and morbid things or reading about them, it kind of cleanses us of violent urges. Mm. So that's like why a lot of people in general public will like okay, and it's not even something we're consciously making a choice yeah of. it's just well, like and that would make sense too because i mean it's shameful it, mm-hmm. it like it really triggers your shame and all yeah. of those bad feelings so like it's almost like validation even like mm-hmm. okay like i'm not crazy because i thought that that one time even though i would never do it like that kind of yes feeling. yes 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 it's like those uh intrusive thoughts of like well if i just turn yes. the wheel of my car right now <laughs> yeah um but instead if you read about somebody turning the wheel of their car that can get rid of that urge uh yeah. so it's that and also he they were kind of comparing it to like other people being like well I don't understand true crime blah blah but like football MMA even basketball games and like people are like get heated and they start yelling at each other like that also can kind of feed that that same part Mm. of our brain of like okay here's people acting out in aggression and I don't have to do that because I'm seeing it and it's like feeding that part of our brain which is oh ew that makes me even more like we just are we just have animal brains and we just learned how to speak the same language that's all I don't like that that makes me want oh I mean it makes sense like especially football I feel like people Mm -hmm. get so aggressive when they're watching it like yeah it's, yeah. So it makes sense why you're just like, yeah. Oh, uh. Yeah. So next time that any man ever says, <laughs> why do you like true crime? That's so weird. Be like, you watch men slam into each other. <laughs> How is that not weird? Like yeah. and with head injuries um, have lasting effects. And it's my just husband as violent. likes both. So, you know, <laughs> where are we at here? We are keeping Zach on a close watch list just so everybody knows. <laughs> Um, so another one, Aristotle basically said that we, um, like to, not, not that we like, but that we experience dark emotions, like disgust, fear, and rage through Mm -hmm. like hearing about different, um, acts, uh, and that helps cleanse ourselves. And that's actually where catharsisism comes, like cathartic comes from. Um, he created that term of basically like we consume dark media in any form and that helps like rid us of feeling like we need to do those things because we kind of like see what the outcome of them are. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And I have a question that yeah. you are not a psychologist mm-hmm. or a researcher, so you may if not know. any of you didn't catch on yet, <laughs> I know I've been disguising it very well. But let's ponder. Like, mm-hmm. so if that's kind of like in innate, like everyone kind of has it, would mm-hmm. you say then the people who feel they need that cleanse, like, are those the people who feel more shame or like kind of think about it? Do do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so people who feel bad, like if they, if if you're just feeling that, but then it's safe. So like, could it be more people who are taking that more to heart that are Mm -hmm. more interested in like sports, I guess, or, you know, I think um, we've, we've obviously deemed that sports is less taboo than being interested in true crime. (laughs) Um, And I think like uh, there's innate shame built in everything (laughs) in Mm -hmm. society. Um, Even being a super fan of anything is like embarrassing basically. So I do think that shame, it, I don't think that it's necessarily linked to like, I have a higher level of aggression. So I'm a more obsessed football fan. I think it's like, it's gotta be something else. Or like, I'm ashamed that I'm interested in true crime. I'm not positive. Um, I will get into a couple other that maybe will 
help explain it. Because right, okay. in my in my opinion, I don't I don't find myself not an aggressive person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I'm not like the most docile person, but I don't necessarily listen to things like that and think like, oh, now that I've heard that, I feel like I don't have to do those things. Um, yeah. Or I will never yell at another human being because now I've heard that. But I do think it's in that, that concept of it being catharsis is Hi, this is Marissa editing. I just wanted to interrupt really quick. Uh, I just said catharsisism as if I was talking about the 12th century movement of catharsisism. I mean cathartic, as in like expressing strong emotions. Okay, that's all. Yeah, especially like you think about, because there's some people where they're like, yeah, I love this. And I'm like, oh, I would never think that. Like people Mm. who certain podcasts that we like, they're like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm like, you're very quiet and very nice and very like... (laughs) Yes. Not these things. So yes. I'm surprised. So it's just, it's interesting. Our minds are weird. Yeah, our minds are very weird. Well, and then two of the other reasons, there's like a whole bunch I could go into, but two of the other yeah. reasons that like really stood out to me that make sense that don't have to do with feeling like we're getting rid of demon spirits within ourselves. <laughs> um, one is to feel like the world is just to feel like uh, if something happened to us that somebody out there mm. would figure out what happened. I um, did not know. Where you, I thought you were going like a Thanos route. Like oh, we get yes. rid of the like, but no. okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To feel like, to, to feel like that in some sort of way, like if something bad happened to us that people would try to figure out what happened because like we mattered and obviously this person mattered. So that's why so many people tried to figure out what happened or that like, obviously if bad things happen that, more than likely like there's there was a staggering number of how many serial killers the united states had um Mm. historically and like to think that most of those people have been like we've at least solved it yeah um to our knowledge uh is makes it gives people comfort if that makes sense checks out yeah um so this is, this no. is going to make you nervous. So I was watching this video, and he, I think, is from the UK, and he was saying, like, the United States has, like, 2,743 known serial killers. Nope. Known. That's a lot. Known. And then he was like, and then in England, we have 143. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, like, an obnoxiously small Lower. number compared to the United States. Um, which also is to say that, like, that is the known number. Yeah, so. I don't like that. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah. But um, we kind of use, like, using those medias and storytelling of true crime to kind of give us comfort in the fact that more than likely if something happened to us, someone we know, or just to kind of justify the world in general, that, like, people are trying to get rid of bad things. And clearly, Americans need it more, so... We need an exorcism. <laughs> the entire United well, States. Well, can, can I be honest? I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but, like, sometimes when I see old people, I'm like, did you get away with a murder? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, like, basically, Golden State, like... Yes, we, exactly. It, Golden State really set that off. Like, now <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Yeah. You're awfully quiet, sir. Yeah. And you have a medium-sized build, like... <laughs> It crosses my mind. And you have a smile that would light up the room and be so <laughs> charming and no one would ever suspect you. And you drive yep. a yellow beetle. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, it's one, we're feeding a dark demon and two, we're hoping that the world is just enough that if something were to happen to us that people would figure it out. Um, and the last one, which there's kind of two parts to this. 
And a psychologist that was being interviewed for this was basically saying that like the human brain does not like the unknown. So Mm. if, and we also, (laughs) yes. And we also innately want to solve problems. So basically we see something and we're like, if if it's an unlike solved mystery, we're like, okay, but like what could have possibly happened? And that kind of keeps our wheels turning. Also, we turn somebody's life into a Sudoku puzzle. We're like, okay, well, it's just, I tried the nine there. So let me, let me try erasing. (laughs) And also professionals have been working on this for years, but somehow I'm going to see something different. Like, um, but also the fact that like, we don't like the unknown was is a huge thing that I've like, okay, so if this happened and I'm at home, like what would I do and what mistakes did they make and how can I be better and not do those things? So like we try to piece together like the mistakes, quote unquote, that people make so that we can avoid those if anything Mm. were to ever happen to us um, is I think a huge part of why a lot of females specifically. I was going to say females specifically, that makes, I think that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Like, because I actually saw um, in one of my articles that I was reading, there was a um, psychotherapist that said, like, women watch it so they don't feel alone. Like, it helps mm-hmm. validate their fears yeah, and helps them to feel comfortable and empowered because they're learning how to arm themselves, mm-hmm. which then protects themselves from this ever happening. Yeah. Which they did say, like, kind of ends up leading to us, like, victim blaming down the line because they're like, well, mm. I would never do that because of X, Y, and Z. But, like, that's impossible for any of us to truly say yeah. until we've been put in that scenario. But it does, like, make sense that we're like, okay, if this thing happened, what would I do? And without any point of reference, we would think that our answer is right until we hear that it's wrong. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of gives everything, like, these violent crimes a frame of reference of like okay well this happened so like if that happened I would go to this store or like whatever um so it gives us something to one kind of solve and two our fear of the unknown is kind of settled in that way because it's a thing of like somebody's like don't look up this photo on the internet and then you're like I did that literally this morning I gotta go look it up and like (laughs) it's like literally that urge is the same reason that you would listen to a true crime podcast Mm. because you just have to know because not knowing yeah. is worse than knowing. Well, yeah. not true. In your mind, not knowing is worse than knowing, but sometimes knowing is way worse. <laughs> true that. Yeah. But those are those are the four that I thought were like the most interesting and kind of covered most of the bases. Um, there's obviously different psychological reasons that people may be interested in it. Um, there was something that was mentioned that I do think is interesting of like, because like freaking um, – Richard Ramirez and like mm-hmm. um, had like fan clubs of women when he was in prison, and I, that is something I'm always and Ted like. Bundy. And Ted Bundy, and it's like I've always been like I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. But then they were saying that um, there's like this this psychological thing that we try to side with whoever the aggressor is in hopes that they would protect us internalized misogyny well, is it, what it, I heard. Well, it's not even – it doesn't even have to be a man. It can be a female too. But it's sure. like we – like like Eileen Warnos were like, hell yeah, girl. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it's true. like it's like we side with whoever the aggressor is in hopes that like they would protect – I can't think of the term that they use specifically now and I didn't write it down. But it's basically no. just that like if 
if you they're like if this fan club is happening or if people like kind of like fall in love quote unquote with the aggressor it's this psychological thing of like well if if they if the aggressor is in love with me and i am in love with them they will protect me subconsciously wild which yes like i guess that may, but like it, not everyone like not every true crime person is taking it to that level so i'm wondering yeah. if there's other Oh, there's levels. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's levels levels of the Ted Bundy fan club versus like being like, wait, what happened? Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Still too much for me. Um, Do any of those like make sense to you, I guess? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, especially like personally. Does it? Oh, yeah. Um, I would say I, I, I am very much not a friend friend to the unknown so I could mm-hmm. see where that would make sense for me like I I've honestly and I was going to ask you this next but like I've cut back on a lot of my true crime consumption mm-hmm. um but I think kind of in that mix like it was an un- when I was listening to it the most I feel like it was the most unknown time like I was like in college and then yeah. I was out of college and like so there was that piece of unknown but then mm-hmm. it was also like I'm my own person like there's no one making sure I get home okay like that That's, kind of stuff that so like true. I feel like that definitely plays. A I'm part going of, to a bar and yeah. like, <laughs> and like I'm walking home, but I live in a college. Like who not like just doing yeah. dumb shit all the time. So exactly. So I, I could definitely see where it's like I watch that to be like okay. So if this happens, yeah. And I mean, I still there's certain things like Marissa. If you looked through Marissa and I's text, the amount of times we're like, here's this photo of this man. He gave us weird vibes. Just so you know, like, yeah. it's stuff like that where it's like, we probably learned that from listening to stuff like this, where it was Literally. like, no one knew what he looked like. And it's like, whoop. No, bitch, you you're going to know. I have a full frontal and a profile photo of him from the gas station. Meanwhile, it's probably some innocent man walking his dog. And he's like, there's a girl taking pictures Photos of me. Yeah. <laughs> Never be too sure, though. Never. What about um, you? I, uh, I, it's the thing of like, I go in waves of different things and I, uh, I always have been interested in like horror and like that kind of storytelling. So like that consumption, I don't think has really stopped. Like I still read like scary quote unquote books or suspense and thriller. And I will occasionally like recently I've watched a couple of like true crime documentaries that haven't been murder. (laughs) It's more so mm. like, uh, like financial. Like, did you watch the Tinder Fine. Swindler at all? I didn't. I have no idea what that is. Um, it's on Netflix. It's based about this guy who f- just crazily finesses money out of women, which it's enraging, oh, no. um, and it's horrible. But it's not about murder, so that's good. Um, mm. And then inventing Anna, that's also on Netflix. She also kind of just finesses people out of money and there's parts of it where I'm kind of rooting for her and there's parts of it I'm like what am I doing like it's yeah. very confusing. one of her side note one of her um victims wrote a book and it's on my to read list for good reads and I'm very interested oh yeah. I know who you're talking about yeah I did look yeah. afterwards um so like I have kind of watched those things I've stopped so much consuming like and then on Friday the 13th, like, blah, 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 like that, like murder stuff. Um, however, yeah. there is like a podcast that I listen to that they are retelling stories that I have already heard from other mm. podcasts. So like I will listen to them retell it. So I'm like, I'm not learning new things, really. I just like the way they tell a story. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But I, yeah, I yeah. haven't I haven't as well like consumed as much. If something's super interesting, maybe. But 
But also, like, with the case and everything that was happening last year, we still were consuming that, like, every day. Oh, yeah. The urge is is definitely still there. Yeah. Um, So I I get that. And I think with me, like, there's a few different pieces. Like, one, I could tell, like, as much as this was, like, Mm -hmm. validating me, I I could still see a difference in how it affected me. Like, Mm -hmm. regardless of what you think, like, your subconscious is affected by whatever you consume. Mm-hmm. whether that be some sort of media or even food like you're 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 feeling that and I could tell like when I was listening to stuff given I've switched to the news so like did I really make a big difference yeah. I don't know who's yeah. to say but mm-hmm. um I you know there's definitely that that piece of being like okay I need happy thoughts and these are not happy thoughts so how can I make that better um and I mean I guess even with the news like a lot of it is that fear of unknown and wanting to feel like I'm informed of like this yeah. dumpster fire that we are forced to be on. So like, mm-hmm. it's this stuff big like ball that. Of a dumpster fire. Yeah, floating <laughs> through space. Truly, truly. Um, but something else I think that kind of really put into perspective with me, and I'm I'm not going to go too much into it, but um, you know, during the rise, given it's been going on far longer than 2020, but the rise in um, Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff. You know, there was a lot of articles that, um, again, I'm not going to get into it, but I can read what articles I'm talking about. Um, and that is, so there was an appeal article then during, oh God, a word I can't pronounce, whiteness of true crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one by um, the outlet Mother Jones that is called um, True Crime is Cathartic for Women. It's also cop propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's an article by Vulture that's called The Ethical Dilemma of Highbrow True Crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these are talking about, you know, a, a lot of times, especially that first article from The Appeal, like very often is it like this this white middle-class woman who yeah. is being perfect and had the perfect boyfriend until he wasn't. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, there are several, several unsolved murders of people of color, whether mm-hmm. that be, um, you know, indigenous people or black people or Asian. Like, it is a very true issue, and it's not often covered because it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not appealing. It's not a, as, quote, unquote, appealing as, you know, a, a sad little white woman who... Mm-hmm. So, like, putting that into perspective, it was like, I noticed that, like, I... I, I mean, there's still some people of color stories that I've heard, but like a majority of them are white women. So it was like, it kind of took, I took a step back of like, what am I consuming? You know, like mm-hmm. what, how is this like bettering where we are? So like those articles I thought were were super interesting and especially the thing with cop propaganda, like it talks about how it's very much enforcing, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've already seen that like the prison system doesn't work. Um, that cops can be unjust, but we're also like hoping that the cops win at the end of the day. So it's like stuff like that yeah. where it's like you kind of have to be mindful and realize what you're listening to yeah. and, you know, stuff like that and how it affects primarily people of color. Yeah. And then um, another thing that was mentioned when I was going through some different stuff is that uh, especially like in 2019, I think was like the most recent stats that I was seeing, um, is that men are typically a higher percentage of violent crimes than women mm. but we like dams i want to say damselify what the fuck that's not a word 
We make women I, damsels. Make it a word. Yeah. Damsel. We damsel fly like like a fucking uh firefly that's a damsel. I don't know what that word is. Um <laughs> so we, we we make women this uh the the token centerpiece of true crime and we mm. are like look at all of these scared frail women and like this is the crimes that are happening to them we don't talk about the things that happen to men because one like the maybe the way that these this violence is happening is not quote-unquote as interesting to us um and two because we're like no men are the aggressors and the attackers and it is sexist quite frankly um to be like no crimes don't happen to men they only happen to women because like we are the weaker sex and it would never happen to them. Um, and so like, it's, it's very skewed racially, sexually. Like we aren't telling all of the stories. We're only telling the ones that like get the most clicks. Yeah. And often aren't like, I mean, and that's not to like hate on anyone's story, anything that has ever bad happened to anyone. Correct. Obviously awful. Like we're not saying like, I don't want to hear this. Like Mm -hmm. people's stories deserve to be heard. People deserve justice, all of that. But there it's like you said, it's just, it's disproportionately. Mm -hmm. The news, yeah. The news just simply doesn't even cover the scope of everything that's happening because like we think about when the the case that was happening last year there was also a man that was missing with very similar circumstances and nobody cared yeah exactly and and that's the thing too is like if people put and I think I I even saw a tweet from somebody about that case Mm -hmm. where they were like if people put as much effort into solving this white woman as they did him like Mm -hmm. what could happen and it was like once it got brought up like it got I mean, it didn't get solved. It's still a, a horrible unsolved case, but, you know, they were able to locate his body and, mm-hmm. you know, the police kind of had to, I think they, if I remember correctly, like they just hadn't dove deeper. Like they had an idea, yeah. but like, you know, they didn't there wasn't really get into it, public pressure. Yeah. So yeah. like how much would be different if that were the case? Like I'd be interested in finding podcasts like that of mm-hmm. true crime. So it like kind of hits on that, but it's also hearing stories of people who aren't you know, regularly talked about and not regularly brought into the media's attention to help solve or help get tips mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So basically what we're saying is we really have no answers. Um, nothing is right and the world is not <laughs> just. So yeah. welcome to the podcast. That's, I mean, your friends <sighs> suck. The world sucks. Like it's, it's really it's just all, all on brand. Uh, yeah, I thought it particularly interesting, the different psychological reasons that were given as to why we maybe are trying to use hearing these stories and hearing graphic things like that to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you bring up amazing points about the imbalance of the stories that are being told and even in yeah. the media, things that aren't being shared. Um, I don't have an answer. Like I don't have, there's <laughs> not like a wrap up for this where I'm like, and stop listening to true crime. Yeah. Because that's not necessarily the right answer for some people. Yeah. And some people just, it is. It's just like with the digital minimalism, only completely different in that. like <laughs> Only completely different just, and not at all the same. <laughs> <laughs> just like something to think about. Yeah. Like something to be aware about. Like take a step back. What am I doing? Do I need to change things? Mm-hmm. Could I be putting this energy elsewhere? Well, and if, yeah, I'm going to therapy. <laughs> and if you do have a particular interest in true crime, maybe looking at what cases that you're looking into or interested in, or looking to donate or put time towards ones that are mm. unsolved of people that aren't don't have a voice. So, yeah, 
Um, also, tell your the, the men in your life to fuck off when they're like, <laughs> like violence. I'm like, you're watching men give themselves permanent brain damage, so fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Zach, that's to you. <laughs> I'll make sure he hears this one. Thank you. But yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's interesting because, again, it's like with anything, with us having social media and stuff like that, everything has become way more prevalent than back in the day. So, like, yeah. nothing's really changed. It's just a way that, like you said, you don't have to be like, well, I, I got to wrap this tea date up. I got to go to that public hanging going yeah. on. Like, that's not <laughs> happening anymore. You can no. pull up to someone's house as your podcast. I remember one time I was in Target, mm-hmm. and I had a true crime podcast that was very – um, descriptive mm-hmm. and I accidentally unpaused and my speakers oh, no. were still loud and I was in the card section with a lot of other people oh, no. and it started talking about slicing <laughs> people's throats so like you know I just <laughs> we all have our we all have our um, human moments you know yeah Oh, God. Well, um, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, so yeah. sorry if we gave you any unknown trauma that you didn't know you had and you need to go to therapy now, but we probably should too. So Exactly. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, again, wash your hands, wear a mask, uh, find us on Instagram, uh, Patreon, whatever you got to do. And also, Zach, I do apologize because we have a lot of overlapping interests and I feel like <laughs> I'm just yelling at myself genuinely. It's okay. I forget to on behalf of me. Perfect. Well, we will see you guys next week. As always, if you have any ideas for a topic, email us at yourfriendsuckpot at gmail.com. Goodbye. Goodbye.